This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Thursday, January 12th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, a conflicted council passes town vision plan, case recommends 2023 grant funding, Telluride approves tourism contract, and a mountain weather forecast. Through the summer and fall of 2022, Telluride residents, government officials, community leaders, and consultants worked together to craft a community vision statement. At their first meeting of the new year, town council voted to ratify the plan. But KOTO's Gavin McGough reports the decision was made only after some last-minute revisions. Jessica Garrow, an urban planner with the Colorado-based firm Design Workshop, spent a lot of time getting to know Telluride in 2022. It was all part of her work to help create Telluride's Town Vision Plan, which will guide town planning in the coming decades. Garrow came before town council this week to present the plan in its latest form. She explains what the document contains. And the vision plan really focuses on articulating um, the Telluride community's vision for the future. And so the document itself includes an introduction, a little bit of existing conditions information, Um, That was not part of our original scope, and so we included some information, but it's much less than you might see in in a full master plan or comprehensive plan. Um, We review the community engagement summary, and then there's the vision and some next steps. The full vision plan can be read on engagetelluride.org. The vision statement looks to foster a version of Telluride which is, quote, sustainable, connected, and authentic, unquote and it lays out goals to make Telluride more livable. Town planner Ron Quarles reminds council that this is only the first step, and it will guide a much more exacting planning process to come. The vision is really the first step in the comprehensive plan process. It's not the end of anything, it's the beginning. And we will use this as a resource Uh, as we step into the comprehensive plan. We've budgeted three times the amount to achieve the comprehensive plan as we did with this vision plan. Uh, We'll have a lot more data. Many on council were ready and eager to pass the plan after months of revisions and public comment. Other council members, however, were concerned with a section titled Economic Context. Mian Fee says the section doesn't do enough to recognize the core of Telluride's economy. Do we feel comfortable approving this plan when we reference the economic context and we are not specifically calling out tourism as an, you know, like as an industry, like we're talking about real estate, we're talking about retail trade. Further down, we say, while tourism is an important driver to support the local economy, it is wordsmithing and I get it and that's not what I'm trying to do, but I, it's, Tourism, our tourism economy just is not an important driver. It's the main source of economic funding in the region as a whole. Additionally, Fee says data in the economic context section is incorrect, including its estimate that there will be a 60% increase in real estate values. When we're making assumptives on real estate investment going up by 60% when all national um, associations are saying that numbers are going to remain flat for an, a, a while, um, that, that feels like a really big misstep. That is a huge tax, it has huge tax implications. Councilmember Adrian Christie says hammering out the details of Telluride's economy is not the point of this stage in the visioning process, and the vision plan is ready. 
as is. I just think that like what's important is what our community told us, which is what they believe the vision of our community should be. And I think that generally this document does a great job, especially after our past edits of of capturing what people told us they want to see in our community. And like you have to be a dense rock to not know that Telluride is a tourist space economy and that if it doesn't say it in this two paragraphs of a document that says it everywhere else, I don't understand why that's a problem. Mayor Delaney Young says the plan is ready to be passed, but asks that a sentence be added to clarify that tourism is the main driver of Telluride's economy in order to appease other council members. Young also asks that the AMI, or average area income, included in the plan be based on pre-pandemic numbers, she explains. Here's my comment about the AMI of 80 plus thousand dollars. That's using numbers that might might have been, because we keep talking about this, artificially inflated because that is not our true AMI. We use HUD numbers for housing when it comes to AMI. That's artificially, potentially artificially skewing those numbers from when we had a massive influx of people whose incomes were exponentially off the charts compared to the people who live and work here full-time year-round for decades. Council members chose to edit the economic context section. The changes revert to the lower 2020 AMI, as Mayor Young requests. And they also delete the 60% real estate investment number that Councilmember Fee took issue with. Lastly, the changes add the following sentence, as read by town attorney Kevin Geiger. Geiger reads slowly so the sentence can be written into the record. The economy of Telluride is driven largely by tourism and recreation, which makes up the vast majority of the economic activity in Telluride. With those changes, the vision plan passes with four in favor. Mian Fee and Lars Carlson voted against the plan, despite the changes. It's potentially the most exciting or nerve-wracking day of the year for local nonprofits. On Wednesday, the Telluride Commission for Community Assistance, Arts, and Special Events spent over two hours discussing and advocating for 44 regional nonprofits and recommending grant funding for 2023. At the beginning of the meeting, case chair Sasha Cuccinello urges the commission to recognize the position they're in in allocating the funding. I just want to remind everyone that this is an honor and a privilege to be able to give away this much money to our community organizations. So um, treat it as such. Thank you. From start to finish, the case grant application and recommendation process lasts months. Organizations apply for grant funding from the town of Telluride, then it's Case's job to recommend grant allocations to town council. Stephanie Jacquet, Telluride Parks and Recreation Director, kicks off the discussion explaining how draft grant recommendations are determined. Each board member uh, has a worksheet with your recommended allocations plus the commission average. The commission average is calculated by taking all commission members' um, allocations except those who have a conflict of interest 
We remove the high amount and the low amount, and then we average it. We also need to do a little bit of a correction so that the totals equal the available funds. From there, the board evaluates each grant request based on a 10-point criteria that includes things such as demonstration of unique and necessary services, long-term sustainability strategies, outreach efforts and participants served, and efforts to promote collaboration between nonprofits. Some grant recommendations go up from the average, some go down. Organizations are separated into two categories of arts and special events and community support. In total, 30 community support organizations, three fewer from last year, requested just over $400,000. With just over $350,000 available, not all the organizations receive full grant requests. Case member and Telluride Mayor Delaney Young jumps in to advocate for one group of applicants. I would like to fully fund all of the preschools. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. The commission unanimously agreed to fully fund the local preschools and many of the education programs in the area. Mountain Munchkins, Mountain Sprouts, Rainbow Preschool, Telluride Preschool, Bright Futures, One-to-One Mentoring, Telluride Academy, and True North Youth Program all received full grant funding. The majority of organizations received 90% or more of their funding request. All but one organization received more funding than they did in 2022. When it comes to arts and special events, 14 organizations applied for funding with total grant requests over $300,000 and with just over $250,000 of funds available. Roughly half the organizations received 90% or more of their grant request, and all but two of the organizations received more funding than in 2022. Between community support and arts and special events, grant requests range from just over $3,000 to just under $49,000. Case recommendations range from roughly $3,000 to approximately $44,000. Town Council still needs to approve the case recommendations. Council will discuss the recommendations at its meeting on Tuesday, January 31st. There's no doubt, Telluride is based on a tourism economy. And this week, Telluride Town Council approved its contract with the Telluride Tourism Board for a full year of service. Historically, the Tourism Board was in part funded through a 2% lodging tax, collected by the town and funneled through San Miguel County. But in 2021, Telluride voters chose to keep those dollars in Telluride to be used in a variety of manners, including marketing. As such, Telluride entered into a specific contract with the Tourism Board, or TTB, last June. We knew this was going to come back fairly quickly because it's a year-by-year agreement. So the approval in June was always predicated on this agreement coming back uh, at year-end. That's Telluride Town Attorney Kevin Geiger presenting before town council this week. The guts, if you will, or the 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 organic framework that council engaged in extensive discussions with TTB, again, from December of 2021 through June of 2022, almost all of those provisions are still in place. So if you remember some of the things about board composition, uh, the meetings being open to the public, the entity TTB being apolitical, all that you will still find in the various sections that are drafted here. Still, Geiger notes there are some differences in the contract this time around. The compensation for 2022 was set at $990,000. That has been decreased. The 2023 compensation 
is proposed to be $875,000. Payment will also be invoiced on a monthly basis rather than quarterly. There is also a more defined set of services the town of Telluride is paying the tourism board to perform. Here's assistant town manager Zoe Tanel. You know, we really wanted to be very clear now that there is a good staff liaison throughout this process of those expectations and how we are going to be checking in to meet those expectations. So that's what myself and TTB worked on to really align ourselves for success in implementing the wants and needs of council. Um, And that's why we looked at these key performance indicators and how they really matched up with the desires that council have pointed out in previous discussions. So they are more detailed in the past. And that again is why we did the monthly invoicing to have those monthly check-ins. So it's not something that is left out. We get plenty of opportunities for those checks and balances. Services and objectives laid out between the town and the tourism board include keeping up with the visitor center and telluride.com, collecting lodging metrics, public relations management, business and event support, and promotion of the destination internationally. The town has asked TTB to not market or promote Telluride domestically. Dan Jansen with the Tourism Board notes that's a difference from Mountain Village's contract with the board. The the one thing Mountain Village is doing dramatically differently is spending on marketing. And uh, at your direction, we are not marketing the town of Telluride. They have increased their marketing. So if you, uh, we, our advice as your uh, uh, service providers is that you, with the town being down on paid occupancy and owner occupancy this winter is to consider adding some more marketing funding. Um, But I just want to be clear, you may see an ad somewhere online that talks about Telluride, Mountain Village paid for that. And the links are going to Mountain Village landing pages, but the destination is Telluride. Town Council unanimously voted to approve the contract between the town of Telluride and the Telluride Tourism Board for 2023. Tune in to Kodo News tomorrow to hear more from the Tourism Board's Executive Director, Kira Skinner, about international travel and marketing in Telluride. There are so many ways to travel the globe. By plane, train, automobile, but also riding. This winter, the Wilkinson Public Library is circumnavigating the world through poetry. Poet Alyssa Dixon hosts monthly writing play shops, using short poems as prompts for exploring experiences and perspectives on how it feels to be alive in the world we live in. This month's play shop will dive into Sweden, a land of forests, sparkling lakes, the northern lights, minimalist design, and a national obsession with mushroom foraging. The workshop will look at the impermanence of nature and humanity through Swedish poetry. Later in the series, writers will explore Chile, Ethiopia, and India. The next Around the World Writing Play Shop will take place on Wednesday, January 18th from 10 a.m. to noon. The workshops will take place via Zoom. Registration is available at telluridelibrary.org. It's important to stay safe on the road. And in the first weeks of the new year, the Colorado Department of Transportation, Colorado State Patrol, and local law enforcement agencies are hoping to increase safety by kicking off the first of several DUI enforcement periods for the year. January 12th through 25th, local and state agencies will increase DUI patrols in a campaign called Winter Blitz DUI Enforcement. 
According to CDOT, in 2022, there were 271 impaired driving fatalities on Colorado roads, an increase from the 255 lives lost in 2021. The heightened enforcement period is part of CDOT's Heat is On campaign with 16 specific highly visible impaired driving enforcement periods centered around national holidays and large public events. Enforcement periods can include sobriety checkpoints, saturation patrols, and additional law enforcement on duty dedicated to impaired driving enforcement. The leaders of Colorado's two Native American tribes addressed a joint session of the state legislature on Tuesday. Southern Ute Tribes Chairman Melvin J. Baker said it's important that they consult tribes when crafting bills. There are times when you legislate that you may not remember there are two sovereign tribes within your borders. And you may not realize that your legislation may unintentionally appear to affect those living on tribal lands and impinge upon the tribe's jurisdiction. The Ute Mountain Ute Tribes chairman, Manuel Hart, did praise lawmakers for collaborating on two recent bills. One passed in 2021 prohibited Native American mascots in Colorado. The other, passed last year, created an office to investigate missing and murdered Indigenous people. The first week of the legislative session is almost over, and as KOTO's Lucas Brady Woods reports, more than 100 new bills have been introduced for consideration. The bills deal with a wide spectrum of issues. So far, the bulk of them are focused on education, crime, transportation, and fiscal policy. Each lawmaker is allowed to request five pieces of legislation to be considered by the General Assembly, so more bills are expected to be filed. For example, the Democratic majority has prioritized new gun legislation this session. Once a bill is introduced, it's considered by various legislative committees. Then it goes in front of both chambers for a vote, and if it's passed, it heads to the governor's desk for his signature. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the state capitol. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly clear skies tonight with a low around 20 degrees. Friday should be mostly sunny with a high near 50 degrees. Friday night expect increasing clouds with a low around 30. Saturday should be mostly cloudy during the day with a high in the mid 40s. Winds could gust as high as 30 miles per hour. Saturday night expect snow showers with a low in the mid 20s. This has been the news for Thursday, January 12th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Come sing with the Telluride Choral Society for the upcoming March Spring Sing Concerts. Our first rehearsal starts on Sunday, January 22nd at 4 o'clock at Christ Church. And weekly Sunday rehearsals will continue until concert times in March. No experience is necessary, and all singers are welcome. The concert theme for spring is Joyful Sound, and our artistic director, Hal Adler, is very excited about the music choices. So we invite you to join us for our spring music season. Hope to see you on January 22nd. Just come and check us out. Call Sandy McLaughlin if you have any more questions, and her number is 970-519-0081. She's our board president. And this is Ginny Fraser, and thank you, Kodo.
Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.